0: Welcome to the Art of the Dive Game week 18 is over and game week 19 is the next one up on Boxing Day When all English folk are legally allowed to box each other to death out on the streets Today, I've got Nick Nick, what's going on, man? Hello Is that a voice that you'll be doing on the pod from henceforth? Yes is that it is an english thing or what it's a boxing day
1: special voice for oh. all the listeners <laughs> yes
0: yes yes uh, roll your sleeves up and let's have a go mate <laughs> something like that it's time to fight yes. bully up champ <laughs> <laughs> um yeah all right well that's a good way to start the pod halfway man this is the this is the halfway mark this game week did you know that
1: yeah, I saw the note there on on our document. I thought you were gonna sing the song. I was going to wait for
0: that. Oh, we're halfway there. Oh, something about FBL.
1: I wonder oh, how many British people know of Bon Jovi. John, I think bon they Jovi. know. I think they know the Jove, don't they? I don't know. You should have yeah. sang like Boy George or something. <laughs> they know that one, right? Yeah. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, we have a lot of American listeners too, so they'll they'll maybe appreciate okay, okay. that or hate it. That's good. one of the two. Yeah. Um. So, kind of a crazy game week. Uh. A lot of, I mean, just like insane, right? COVID cancellations coming through and making it, uh, just impossible really to manage anything. And, um, we had a couple of people write some stuff in. Uh, FPL Virgin who wrote in like twenty questions. I guess he thought it was his pod this week. Uh <laughs> wrote in how difficult is it to manage an FPL team during COVID season in the US given the time difference and given that games like Villa Burnley are being called off so close to the deadline? Um Harbor Boy writes in why do English soccer players have such a low vaccination rate compared to other people? Good thing we have you
1: on the pod today, Nick, as an actual epidemiologist. Any thoughts on that? Um uh, that just speaks to their intelligence, I guess, you know, they oh, must have God. a a level of intelligence that, that coincides with being elite athletes, but maybe not elite intellects.
0: Yeah, I don't, I, I really don't get it. Um, I, I don't know. I, I'm very I mean, surprised by it. The numbers came out that like something like only 60
1: something percent of all the players were double jabbed or something like that. That seems about right. I mean... I don't, you know, I don't know why you would want to be vaccinated when being unvaccinated could potentially halt your season, prevent you from having, you know, consistency and performances and games and scheduling. I, you know, I want games to be canceled as a player so I don't have to play.
0: Yeah, I guess that's fair. Yeah, they've got very long careers anyways, right? So it's just easy for them to have a couple games here and there canceled, so... Uh, no, it sucks, man. I mean, it is hard to manage it for all of us. Right. And, and the prem has just been, this is just crazy to me, man. I, I was tweeting about it the other day. I don't really get, so like most leagues have some sort of policy or set of rules in place with how they're going to handle this. And the prem is just very much like, oh, we're going to handle like each case as it comes. And it's a very like premier league thing to do right? Where they just, are there, well, we'll handle each situation as they come and we'll evaluate it and we'll let all the big teams have off because that's just how we roll and it's really about money and nothing else. Um So the integrity there, it just, it sucks.
1: It's a weird situation. There's no transparency whatsoever. And so it's hard to know how they're making their decisions or if there's any consistency or if they're just, you know, bowing to the powers of the money or or what is it? I don't know but it yeah. makes it makes it interesting that's for sure. It certainly does. I think at the like last
0: year and at the start of this year they basically just said if you have enough like U23s to play, you will play. Right? So like a mix of first team and U23 players, then you you're doing it, you're going to go play. And that uh, they've not stood by that. And now they just came out that was actually the, today, um they they had a meeting and uh, the report from that was that if you have 13 first team players, then you're expected to go forward like 13 or 14 or something like that. A oh, 14 so that you have three subs, then you're expected to go forward with the match. Um, You can bring up obviously you can bring up like some players and like make it work or something like that. But um, I don't know, man. I It's just the whole thing was weird. And this and the Burnley Villa game was really weird. Like, wasn't that only an hour
1: or two hours before the match was supposed to start that they called it off? It was it was something like that. I saw a hilarious tweet where the guy was like, Getting ready to go to the game, super excited. Hopefully it doesn't get called off and then his follow up tweet was him in the car in the park. <laughs> oh. Uh it's been cancelled. That sucks. That does suck. It's brutal, man.
0: I don't know. I, I don't know how they can justify it. But, you know, from an FBL perspective, uh this whole thing of like holding your transfers till the deadline has taken on a whole new meaning. Uh I actually um I will admit I didn't. So I, I've been on record of saying this. I used to be, uh, if you were to rewound, maybe not so much last year, but like two years ago and, and a couple of years before that even, um, I was, I mean, I'm still too obsessed probably with FPL, but I was so obsessed that I would set alarms on like deadline days in the morning. So if the deadline, let's say was for us often, it's it's 5.30 a.m. So I would often set an alarm at 4.30 a.m. Even if I went to bed late, like on a Friday night and I'd get up. I'd scroll through online, I'd try to figure out what's going on. I always felt like I needed like 45 minutes to an hour to like make sure I, I had all the info. And I would often wait till minutes before the deadline or maybe even seconds sometimes to like make an official transfer. Uh, last year I decided I couldn't do that anymore. I, th- I think it was uh, maybe not good just for my life in general. And uh, so I did make a transfer. Um, I dropped Antonio and I brought in um, Ali Watkins um, the night before, of course. Smart. Yeah. The night before, because I was like, even though the deadline here was seven thirty in the morning, I thought, you know, I should, I should be able to make the transfer the night before late at night and just, you know, not necessarily sleep in. I don't really sleep in, but like not wake up in the morning. And first thing I want to do is, uh, is that, and then of course you get burned by it and that's always upsetting, but what are you going to do?
1: Yeah. That's, that's quite unlucky. I guess that's just to be expected with, the covid situation the fixture conjunction congestion and i don't know that's unlucky sorry that that happened but no don't be sorry i think i think it just it does make a good point that you know
0: to really be good at this game and i'm not trying to pretend like i am you, you have to be all in on it like you you have to do that kind of stuff you, like those types of decisions i'm not saying my season's over because of that but you know if you make if there's like four or five decisions that happen like that where like you didn't have enough info or you went too early throughout the season I mean it can it will basically derail your season your chances at least of like having a very very exceptional season are done right and so like that's just kind of how this game
1: goes you, you do have to be all in on it if you so really you're saying be good you're saying this is a game of skill 100 percent skill no luck involved 95 no, skill no of course there's luck but like I mean, I obviously, it's not a like, luck-driven game.
0: No, I think I think there's skill behind it, right? There, there's obviously skill behind it. And there's proof of that if you just look at, like, the top 100 managers of all time. They finish, ev- like, over the last 15 years, they finished in the top, you know, 100,000 every single time or 50,000 every single time. So, it's not, I mean, for people that are like, oh, it's all luck. Like, no, you're just, you're either not good at the game or you're not willing to like cut other things out in your life so that you can be good you are at it.
1: addicted to FPL. Yeah. You've cut your family out of your your life. <laughs> you don't talk to anyone. Yeah. I mean that's
0: that's how you almost have to be like I, I, guess, I know that yeah. sounds stupid but like cuz the game this game is so much different than other fantasy games. You you get one move a week. Right? And so like if you don't get it right you ba- think about that. You you draft a team. Of course, there's chips and things, but you get 38 single moves basically throughout the year. That's it.
1: Yeah, it's you certainly uh, certainly high stakes. I love the Marco texts, like the morning of FPL. The, the week starts and oh my god someone scored that's not on my team i'm having a terrible week i hate everything
0: well yeah you guys always hate on me for that but it's really quite simple actually and normally i'm right like my game week is going to suck then oh um, yeah the re- the odds of it the re- the way the game works is every team only has you have like one or two guys well three guys probably that like can benefit you and you have about like seven or eight guys that can hurt you every week and if Four of those eight in the first two games score that you are going against you You're basically done like your
1: game weeks over. You might as well shut it off. I I Get that. I just think it's a funny reaction from you where you're like, I hate FPL I'm I'm leaving the chat. I got to I got to take a break. I'm so mad right now No, it's just you know, what else do you do? What else do you do when you're angry? Uh, you just be like, ah, oh, this week didn't work out for me. There's always next week and like real life stuff and mm. other things that make me happy. I don't know. I don't have anything else that makes me happy. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least you're you're honest
0: about it. That's yeah. good, you know? I actually was thinking that I don't actually have um any hobbies. That's a problem. I ride my bike. I like to cook uh obviously spend time with like family and friends but like i don't actually have like a hobby thing like i do myself other than biking maybe and then fpl so
1: i need a new i
0: need a hobby that's what i need
1: yeah i guess i don't know i feel like as you get older you just don't have any hobbies and you kind of live life as like an empty shell of a person <laughs> and like <laughs> the idea of happiness is just some some foregone conclusion from an earlier part of your life yeah i think you're a hundred percent right i don't not gonna disagree
0: uh okay we do need to talk about (laughs) like some fpl before this spirals any further um the the fact that these games were canceled now means that there are a bunch of double game weeks now the fa just came out and said that they're canceling the second round ties for the third and fourth rounds of the fa cup i believe so uh, ben Krellen um, said that that means that double game week 22 is now um, very much a, a, a real possibility. Um, you can look up the he, he already put the potential fixtures. It's actually not that strong of a double fixture lineup. Um, I mean, you look at some of the big teams, like if you wanted Chelsea, for example, Chelsea would would double against City and Arsenal. Uh, Manchester United actually have a pretty decent double well not not spectacular but they'd go against Aston Villa and Brighton um Spurs would go against Arsenal and Leicester and then like Liverpool would have a single City would have a single so not necessarily like an ideal an ideal double game week setup but a lot of teams with double game weeks uh potentially so um yeah, I mean, kind of exciting and it's going to come pretty fast. Because it's already game week 19. We will probably know about game week 20, um, what is going on with that. Um, but I guess we'll see. There are a bunch of different strategies that are going to be talked about. We'll wait probably till it's confirmed. Some people have talked about playing a wild card and then bench boosting into a double like this. Some people have talked about just using like free hits. Uh, some people have talked about using transfers and then hits. Uh, there's a couple different combos. I'm not exactly sure what's best yet. And I normally do wait till things are confirmed to make those decisions, but
1: have you thought about that at all yet, Nick, or not really? No, I, I haven't I haven't even thought about it. I mean I don't even know. Like this is the first time hearing about what teams potentially have a double game week. I'm I'm trying not to get too too invested in all that, but I guess like a basic strategy maybe would be just trying to roll a transfer to have two freeze yeah uh, moving forward just just to have a little bit of flexibility, but um, I'm just gonna wait for whatever you tell me to do in terms of my chip strategy um but I think moving forward, there's gonna be better better scenarios right. for double game weeks
0: that's in what the I future, think. right yep, that's what I think too. um Spurs still have three games in hand right now um there's a lot of teams, and there's going to probably be more cancellations. There's normally naturally double game weeks that arise anyways due to cup congestion, so um Chelsea will have extra games because of the games that they're going to miss coming up and it's just like I would I don't so this will be a good game week to attack okay but I don't know that I'd throw away like oh wild card bench boost on this game week yet um plus it's going to be tight there's a lot of COVID action right now um you know England has like the highest COVID rates they've had since covid was like spiking and so i think we're going to continue to see teams with guys out or cancellations or things like that um so i guess we'll just well I, you know i know that this sounds lame but let's just wait and see if it's confirmed which it should be and then we'll talk about strategy from there i think that's fair
1: enough we need to know who has covid i think that's the important thing yeah we, tell we needed a spreadsheet of all the players who've had covid so we know oh. that they won't get covid in the future yeah and that's true krellin can make his spreadsheets for like COVID positive double game week fixtures. <laughs> then we got to figure out who's vaccinated and
0: who's unvaxxed. Yeah. We got to figure out who's had vasectomies and who hasn't. Right. The full medical history. Yeah. We'll talk Every, about Fodor everything and his not vasectomy later. That'll be fun. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right. How about just some side side notes? Um, Robbo versus Kane. Those tackles. How awesome was that? How mad are you as a Liverpool so, fan?
1: I, I hate Spurs. <clears throat> I absolutely hate Spurs. Every time Liverpool plays Spurs, it feels like some shenanigans happens, whether it's yep. like the refing is bullshit or like there's some bullshit falls. I didn't actually get to watch the game, but I saw the clips and it was like, how, how is one a red card, and not the other? a red card. It's just um, crazy. I'm yeah. glad that Liverpool didn't lose that game, but I, I just hate Kane. I hate Kane. He's just like a a big douche, like a big <laughs> British douche who has a speech impediment that you can't make fun of oh, cuz he's sensitive about it. Yeah, you can't make fun of it. Don't make fun right. of it. People will will get cancel cultured um if we do that.
0: Uh What's, he, what, what? he I don't know. He did after the game. It was funny they interviewed him and he was like I can't do the cane voice because people will get mad. Uh, I actually had somebody like write in once when I did a cane voice, for the record, and um, was like, you shouldn't do that. Like, I was like, okay, sorry.
1: <laughs> um, Just do a generic British voice then. All right, yeah, my dad
0: works at the docks. Uh, yeah, Harry <laughs> Potter, you live under the stairs. I think, I think that's I like did- Australian maybe? And it's all
1: the same. I don't know. Okay, um, yeah. they, didn't they <clears throat> colonize? I mean- yeah, they sent all their criminals down to Australia. Yeah. So. yeah, this is
0: what we sound like when we're Australian criminals.
1: Yeah, all right. Anyways, he said something along the lines of,
0: uh the, like, it wasn't a foul. Like, hard fouls happen <laughs> in the Prem. And, like, I've seen guys sent off for way less than that. But I'm going to play uh, the race card here and say it's because he's English. I mean, like, I think English players... First off, I can't listen to the English announcers anymore. They're so annoying when they comment on English players. Like the city game will be going on and Foden will be like on the sideline and they'll be like, they won't even be commenting on the game. They'll be like, there's Foden there. Yeah, he's he's warming up on the side. Oh, just such a player. Such a player, Foden. And like, oh, look at the way he does those skips. Oh God, Yeah. Yeah, I really like that a lot. And that goes on for like five minutes straight while the match is taking place. Um, and so that's crazy. And I do think I think the English players are I don't know if that's true or not. I just feel like they're afforded some sort of
1: extra level of of I don't know. Well, you know, they invented leeway? football, right? They invented the sport. so <laughs> So it's coming home. Know. Yeah, it is.
0: I don't know. It was crazy. Not man. the red was, cards, though. Yeah, crazy. Uh, Football intelligence unit asked a great question on Twitter that I got into uh, pretty deep. Uh, if all the managers in the prem had a royal rumble, who would win?
1: You that is idea? a great question. No, I saw, I saw the discussion, and it's it's a an important point that you made about it's not the one you expect. It's
0: never no, the one you expect because yeah, they're the ones
1: pe- taken out first, right?
0: Right. People were commenting on like like Sean Dyche and Jurgen Klopp and like. I was like, no way! Everyone would make a pact and team up against those fuckers right away because they're big, like scary dudes. They would go right after those guys would be dead first. They'd be out. They'd take a guy or two down with them. I actually think in a Royal Rumble, it's the sneakiest one
1: that wins. Somebody suggested Renieri, Claudio Renieri. I I think he's too old. I could see that maybe fifteen years ago, but at this point, yeah, I I, I think uh, he's not going to be able to stand up for so long.
0: I hide over here. Uh I make a pasta. I strangle you with the pasta. You, you attesta this ravioli. Oh it's a poison ravioli. <laughs> Something like that.
1: <laughs> uh yeah. Well, now that you put it that way, uh I can see that happening. No, I was thinking uh Conte, just cause Yeah, somebody uh, suggested Conte. I agree with that. He's He's sneaky. like a vampire, right? Yeah, like he's yeah. undead, so how can you kill a vampire? Uh uh, uh, uh. <laughs> One He's just the count. 1. Manager dead. 2. 2. Uh, two. Uh, uh. Also Italian though, right? Conte? So he could have the poison ravioli as well. Right. <laughs> oh, wouldn't that be a plot twist if they poison each other? <laughs> Renieri and Conte. <laughs> It'd be like a Romeo and Juliet situation of sorts. Yeah. I don't know. That's uh. fun.
0: Uh yeah, I think the Italians are the sneakiest people and and uh, my name's Amarco, so i can uh, make it a mean jokes about the yeah, italians you, can you yeah, clarify okay. that for the listeners yeah so okay. that people don't cancel culture trust. like you shouldn't talk like not all italians sound like that and i'll tell you right now i've met a lot of italians grew up with a lot of italians they do they do actually all sound like that <laughs> so you need to stop you don't you have no idea what you're talking about um all right um and then the last one um ron formerly known as uh native american drake uh wrote in uh he sent me this hilarious again not fpl related this hilarious police clip of this guy on the show uh pawn stars you familiar with that
1: yeah yeah i saw the clip yeah great clip oh gosh if you
0: haven't watched i don't even know if i want to get into it just go on and and watch it search pawn stars Puyasic. it's like this guy like kristen Puyasic is the best player in the Premier League and I got this jersey from him I'm hoping to get 8 million dollars for it because he signed it (laughs) It's like the dude doesn't even play like he's played like three games all year.
1: Like <laughs> Shut the fuck up. They, well, I imagine uh, I imagine that the the British fans think that that's what like all American soccer fans are like. Just like Kristen Pulisic is like really good. He plays center mid sometimes yeah. like center forward and yeah. like he scores sometimes. It's fun.
0: Yeah, no, I, and what most American soccer fans are like that. That's the problem, right? No, like, we're not.
1: No, we're not. You, yeah, don't
0: know. Uh, most of them are. That's the problem. Um, all right. Um, we gotta talk actual FPL. People are gonna be pissed because we have spent twenty minutes talking about not FPL stuff, but um, that's okay. This was like, what are we supposed to talk about this week? Seriously, like almost all the games are yeah, canceled. Four games, right? It was dumb. Um, let's do uh, let's do a quick recap of our teams. I'll do mine first, then you can go. So I had sixty points. Game week rank of like 100K. So not like actually a terrible game week for me. Um, I I still have Christensen in my team, which... uh That's not been going well for me. Uh, yeah, so that's the only downer. But like Cancelo, TAA, James, Alonzo was great, and Rafinha Jota, I uh, captain Sala, which was a downer. Bernardo did a great job uh, playing wing back, holding mid, which is a new hybrid position that Pep just invented. Um, we'll talk about that a little later in the pod. And then um, Watkins, um, Watkins, I brought in as well. So just worthless week. In that, in that front, but green arrows for the most part, I'm just up back under hundred K. So that's good.
1: How'd your nice. week go? Uh, we basically have all the same players. So my, my team is very template at this point, <laughs> you know, Alonzo, Cancelo, James, TA all scored, um, got a return. Jota, captain Sala. And then I brought in Smith Rowe, and Ramsdale. So I took a hit and that didn't work out because I didn't cover, uh, the hit so i ended the week on 59 um up to like 72k overall so still in the top 100k which is good but yeah it could have been better yeah all right so it goes discord team did really
0: well well fine fine enough i guess not really well Um, 61 this week with a game week rank of 830k and now up to an overall rank of 8300 um pretty cool i gotta start um getting more involved in voting the wrong way uh in the (laughs) discord yeah bring that team down yeah i don't want it to keep winning that's very upsetting all right really quickly uh leagues um i'll do the top uh five of the psl super league and then you'll do the top 10 to dive okay okay all right uh for the psl super league the top supporters league in the world it's our patreon league great crew um we have in fifth is emma fpl in fourth uh Paddy pa in third bobby love in second marvin andre and in first the art of the hive team the discord team um doing very well um all right dive league
1: league dive wait what are we doing top 10 top 10 yeah oh man all right so in number 10th place timo werner managed by dave leclerc number nine uh, ME Explosion managed by Lane Chalmers number 8 Cassio Apepe, managed by Adam Denez number 7 and falling Black Lives Matter managed by Joe L in 6th we got Izzy Wizzy Got Wam Busy managed by Christopher Marshall 5th is It's as easy as that managed by Alex Thorne Fourth is Santiago Muñez, managed by Sam McAfee. Third is Mix Bricks, managed by Mike Critchlow. And second is uh, Huge Dong FC, ma- managed by Harry Dickinson. And then uh, in first place is "It Is What It Is," managed by Steve Jones. So only one good team name in there. I'm kind of disappointed.
0: What's the uh, what's it, Steve Jones's team? What is his OR? Let's see.
1: His O R. His O R is 121. What? Yeah, yeah. Like in striking
0: distance to win?
1: Oh yeah. He's he's way up there. Obviously listens to our pod. Well, yeah, clearly. Probably gets all of his information, (laughs) makes all his moves based on our advice. Basically, we're in one hundred and twenty first place. That's crazy. I feel like I am right now, actually.
0: Wow. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome.
1: Uh,
0: All right. Um, One more quick question here we've got, and then we'll talk about kind of questions for the week. So FPL Virgin wrote in, what's the point of dive if you did not tell your listeners to Captain Cancelo over Salah during the last game week? Will you publicly apologize for all the points and rank gains we have lost? Why has no FPL pundit ever said the words, I got that wrong? That was shit FPL advice. I'm sorry. They always say shit like make your own decisions or it was variance" and never admit to giving bad advice. Why is that? Is it because their advice is always 100% correct? First off, I have said that like 30 times on our podcast in the last year that, uh, that I've gotten it very wrong uh, and that I'm bad at FPL and I'm sorry for what I think. Um, I do agree. A lot of pods do fail to maybe do that. I, I don't know. Of course, we're 100% correct all the time. Have I ever been wrong? I
1: don't I don't think so. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so no, I don't know. I mean, what you know, I'm just saying what I think and uh and if I'm wrong I'm wrong. So I will publicly apologize. Cancelo was a great captain pick for the record Jim picked him. Uh and went with him. I vice-captained him this week. I'm thinking Salah for some reason may not play. There was rumors of him having COVID. Um he was probably a better pick than Salah anyways, but um so it goes. So, yeah, I'm so sorry. I'm so I'm sorry. sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What what am I supposed to do? Not listen to my technicians? (laughs) They're my technicians. South Park fans will understand. Um, Man, bear, pig and stuff. Okay. um, Can we just jump right into the second half of the pod or do you need a break? I'm good to go. All right. Let's just like do it. We did this last time and it just kept things moving. So um, let's start with the city mid. So FPL Anfield writes in, keeping up with Pep and his roulette, are you still willing to roll the dice? Um, so this was pretty hilarious. Uh, so Foden and Grealish were left out of the squad for, um, uh, did you hear this story yet or no? Uh, no, I'm
1: just literally reading oh, it now. So it's you're really gonna, funny.
0: You're going to like this. So Foden <laughs> and Grealish were left out of the squad for quote, disciplinary reasons from pep. Um, and there, then there was this, like this French English dominatrix that, Came out to some one of the shitty English newspapers and said something along the lines of like, yeah, this English player came to me late in the night after the Leeds game and I had a very nice time with him. So like, I think these guys were just banging. They were doing like wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. And uh, Bobby Love says, how do you feel about Grealish Foden being punished for visiting a dominatrix in the hours after beating lead 7-0? Have you ever felt like getting a spanking after
1: spanking another team? I think that's a requisite. Like if you beat a team 7-0, you get to visit the dominatrix and you get to have those experiences. I don't, I don't think I would have it any other way. So I don't know why Pep's punishing these guys for those activities. Like... <laughs> You just okay, smashed guys. a team. You can't go bang a chick then? or?
0: Okay, 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 guys. Here's what we are going to do. We are going to all put on lots of leather, like way too much leather. <laughs> and uh, we are going to get out all the handcuffs. Bernardo, get the handcuffs. I, I Kevin, like it. And Kevin's going to
1: be like, Kevin. <laughs>
0: No, not to you, Kevin. You're very weird. Get out of here! <laughs> Go away.
1: you are Go away, Kevin.
0: You, you <laughs> ginger fuck. Go away. <laughs> <laughs> and Foden, you know, Foden and Grealish are just the, You know, you know, Foden and Grealish are. Just, they're just little fuck boys, right? So like, oh, yeah. they're out just having fun. You know, good for them, man. Like Bobby. To answer your question, I'm pro. I'm with Nick. I'm all about it. Do it. And yeah, I've, I've, I. You know what? I'm up for a spanking right now. Don't if I could drink get one. Shame. No one yeah, kink don't, shame. Do not kink shame. Um so yeah, that's a that's a thing. I mean, uh, Pep also is notoriously like known for uh being angry about uh uh players and their discipline. He's now he's trying to art, out discipline Arteta with the whole um Aubameyang thing. So are you still are you still willing to roll the dice nick with the Pep roulette?
1: Uh I'm just going to hold Foden. I feel like there's going to be 3 weeks where he doesn't play, 3 weeks where he does play any bangs. Uh I just I don't want to chase the players that, you know, I think might make the lineup and might get the returns. Just keep one and and hold and and hope you got the best one. I don't know, that's kind of my strategy right now.
0: Yeah, I, you can't it's going to be hard to really get it right. I mean the that whoever's playing will likely create although Oh my gosh, the the heat map of Bernardo Silva was depressing. Um, I joked during the game, I tweeted that he's playing like a hybrid wing back holding mid roll. Uh, and he was, he was just basically playing like in the half space between the like outside back. He looked like an inverted back is like what he was playing um, as Cancelo and Zinchenko just like ran forward and played in advanced positions on the pitch. So that was pretty depressing. Yeah. Um, I brought him, so for the record, And I want to be clear on this. I was very pro Foden and I still am. Uh, I ended up bringing in Bernardo because I was afraid of Foden's minutes. And so like, if you look at the history of Foden over the last couple of years under Pep, I don't think he's played more than like 15 or 1600 minutes over the last couple of years, which is that's a very small amount for, for a player. Um, And I was hoping that like, okay, Foden will probably be more explosive as a player. his, XG is way better his chances created is way better but um, I was just hoping like Silva playing more would help there but now with the introduction of De Bruyne and with Cancelo kind of back in and and like he's playing so high and it's just it's not great you know like it pushes Bernardo really far back so I'm sure he'll continue to get some returns just because of his minutes but anyways. Yeah, I think I think Nick's right. You just you hold you hold a player and you and you roll with it. I like the Bobby era. I don't know who that is. If it's maybe Bobby Love's burner account, that's not actually a great <laughs> burner. But he wrote um he wrote in how <laughs> he wrote in how long is Jake's wiener? <laughs> that's just what he wrote in.
1: That's all he wrote. I, yeah, I saw
0: that question. I really like that one. Do um, you have an idea? Do we need to do it in centimeters for the the Europeans?
1: yeah uh, i would start by saying qualitatively it's long enough so back off (laughs) (laughs) the question is suggesting that it's not large enough and i can assure you that it probably is okay in in terms of centimeters i would say um 2.54 centimeters per inch so okay so yeah i was gonna say like uh uh three to four centimeters yeah that sounds about (laughs) right we're talking like erect, correct? Yeah, obviously. Okay. So full mast, yeah, you're talking three to four centimeters. I think that's pretty good.
0: Which is good enough these days. Okay. Good enough. Um Wilson writes then should we be ditching our Chelsea assets with their upcoming hard fixtures? Many leaving for AFCON and blanks from the upcoming Club World Cup. So we do have this the Chelsea problem here. Um if you look at their fixtures, they're actually off so so Villa, Brighton, Liverpool, City, Spurs uh blank blank 24 and 25 um and they are right um so Kepa will probably be playing um i so th- i'm smartly tripled up on Chelsea right now um uh, that's my yeah that's my highest priority is moving off um triple Chelsea and probably getting down to um 1 is actually what i'm thinking and it's james who i'll be keeping um, he plays really high up the pitch his XG XI are very high his chances created and shots are very high um, I'm going to get rid of Christensen obviously and then I do think I will be offloading Alonzo at some point here in favor likely of like a city defender probably Diaz or uh, Laporte or somebody like that what are your thoughts
1: yeah I'm I'm in the same boat I mean I think Alonzo was kind of a, a short term filler with mm-hmm. the Chilwell injury and you know i i currently have mount and he's been doing <clears throat> fine but um i'm 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 happy to move him out i think james is the guy to keep he just he has such an upside like when you watch them play he's always getting into the box getting chances to score so i think if you're going to keep one guy keep keep james and and move on from the rest
0: No. And Pav wrote the same question, kind of asking about getting off double Chelsea defense, but the suggestion there was maybe moving it into the midfield like for Sun. Um, Marv actually wrote in as well. We need to talk about Kane and Sun again. Great fixtures and they looked good against Liverpool. Who's the better option? Um, I don't think I would be moving for Kane. I said this before and uh, then I brought Kane in uh and i got killed by it i do think i would be looking at regulon and i would be looking at sun um you have
1: regulon don't you nick i do yeah R- right right before he he got injured after like 2 minutes of playing and and gave me a 1 point game so that was great but i'll probably keep him and i mean if i'm looking at kane or sun i would go sun just yeah. because i hate kane so i make moves out of passion and not based <laughs> on any kind of reasoning but I think as son is a midfielder and, and a little more dynamic as a player, I think he's the guy to go to.
0: Can you, but, but that's what's going to be my question. Like with everything going on and the double game weeks coming and stuff, like we really want
1: a full playing team, right? Like almost every player on your team should be playing, right? Oh yeah. I, I said this the last time I was on as like, yeah. I'm trying to make sure I have no dead guys on my bench who are just filling up a roster spot, but are, you know, not playing so are you able to do that with um like with a player like sun in your team have you played around with that at all or not really i'd have to it'd have to be a two move situation and i'd probably have to move out foden and then um downgrade like antonio or something like that to free up the funds so yeah it'd be a it'd be a multi-stage move you know very complicated situation
0: yeah okay um Let's see here. Uh, Alex writes in for years now. People like Jurgen Klopp and Ronaldinho have been effusive in their praise for Martinelli. Is it just a matter of time before we all have him in our FPL teams and look back on this time, the way people reminisce over Kane and Mahrez in their breakthrough seasons? Martinelli is really good, huh?
1: He is, and I don't know what happened to him last year. It seemed like he he kind of fell off. I mean, he had... Wasn't he hurt? I don't know. I I don't know that kind of information. I just... I watch the games and say, that guy looks good. And then if he's not in there, I'd say, where is that guy? So uh, so he was hurt. Okay, that makes sense. But um, Arsenal has been struggling for a while, kind of compared to what they had been able to do historically. And Martinelli was one of those bright spots in their lineup who looked like a player who could really like take them to the next level. And then... Um, maybe this is his year. Maybe this is his moment. I don't know if he gets the opportunity to to, to perform well. His
0: minutes per XGI is really strong right now. So 141.2. Like, just, just for context, like, Rafinha is at 172 right now. So, like, he has a better minutes per XGI than Rafinha. Um, you know, he gets a lot of uh, – well, a decent amount of touches, like, in the box. Um, his minutes per goal is pretty strong. He obviously hasn't played as much. So the sample size is a lot smaller, but, um, when you watch him, he looks to be the player, right? I mean, he gets himself into dangerous areas. He's playing a lot higher up the pitch than some of the other Arsenal players, even at points in the game, like higher than Lacazette was, um, they were playing, I think a four, two, three, one. And, uh, he was on that left mid left wing position. So, uh, yeah, I mean, he's a good player. I'm looking at maybe getting him into my team here um, to free some funds, like maybe dropping somebody down to him. Um, but we'll see exactly what I what I do there. Oh, and he writes, how long will it be before Jake gets enthusiastic about this Arsenal team? I want to be clear on that, Alex. Jake is enthusiastic every week about Arsenal until they're bad, right? Then he's like, they're the worst team. Yeah. I hate them.
1: <laughs> Classic Arsenal. There's yeah, away right. the lead.
0: Right. Uh, all right, that's the questions we have. We're going to keep it a, a, a relatively short pod with um, the holiday season coming up. But what um, do you have moves that like planned already, Nick, like what you want
1: to maybe do this week or not really? No, I, I honestly haven't even looked at it. I mean, mm-hmm. I've thought about, oh, it'd be cool to get Samikas in because of the value, but right. I already have Jota and Sala and TA, right. and I'm not moving yep. TAA out. So I no. beyond that, I don't know.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm going to try to hold. Um, I'm looking at possibly Christensen out for Tamiasu or Reguilon or something like that. Um, I'm also looking at, you know, would it make sense to bring in Martinelli for, you know, um, Gray or Rafinha or something like that. Um, and then the third thing I'm looking at is just, is it best maybe for now just to hold um, for the game weekend I, I i have a feeling that maybe just holding is kind of a good move like i have enough playing players i might not necessarily like get a green arrow but like just holding so I, until i know what's going on in the future here
1: is there um, any threat of postponement of any future games
0: yeah i mean we'll see like with the villa game because of that like 10 day rule right of like of uh of isolation they play chelsea um I mean, I don't think it's going to be. I think they'll they'll probably be okay. That was one game that was talked about. Um, I thought somebody said something about the Watford game maybe, but I think that should be okay too. I think it's probably most of them are going to be back on. I don't know. We'll have to see, I guess. I'm not really sure. I don't even want to like pretend like
1: I know and then people are freaked out, you know, and then it's just not true. Yeah, I heard Liverpool's game is going to get canceled and Man City's going to get to play uh first is first division team and uh I don't know what else but yeah make your moves based on that information yeah Sala is the captain right I think so yeah yeah you can't captain anybody else just captain Sala okay
0: um all right anything else that we got to talk about no that's it all right that was a fun pod just quick one a lot of not FPL stuff but that's kind of what this game week was so
1: Merry Boxing Day everyone (laughs) Is that what they say? Uh,
0: Yeah, that's what they say. That's what they say. Uh, Follow us on Twitter at DiveFPL. um, Facebook, download our pod everywhere. Help us out. Share it, like it, comment on it. You're not doing anything else. You're off, okay? You're relaxing. So so do that for us, please. Um, You can also write in at theartofthedive at gmail.com. If you have questions and you don't use the Twitter, use that, okay? Uh, Let's get out of here. I'm
1: Marco. And I'm Nick. And remember... You should dive. (laughs) Okay, bye.